What's up, everyone? Welcome to the True Blue Podcast. I'm your host, Zach Sucardi. Today is August 3rd, 2022. I'm coming to you from Albuquerque, New Mexico. I'm happy to be here and be podcasting. Um, It's hot as fuck. It's a little bit humid. Not like East Coast humid, but it's a little bit humid here. Um, But I'm staying cool. I am fucking staying cool. Your boy swims. I swim laps at the gym. I go on my pool here. You know, I love water. I'm like fucking white as fuck, but I love water. I just love it. It feels good. feels good. Um, Yeah, so I'm staying cool. I'm hanging out with my dog, Lulu. She's bawful. I love her. Um, And yeah, we're here for session 57. Um, not a big Bruce Springsteen fan, I'll be honest with you. I am from Jersey and all that shit, but I'm just not a big fan. I think he's kind of, I hate saying this word, but it's appropriate. He's kind of cringe. His whole Obama podcast thing, ugh. And then just like his whack-ass commercials, like his Jeep commercial for the Super Bowl, ugh. I don't know, there's something about him too. Back in the day, Howard Stern had this funny bit about <laughs> about uh, Bruce Springsteen. Like telling these like long like hard to believe stories before <laughs> before his songs. You could probably find the clip of this on YouTube. I have to look for it, but it's really funny. It's when Howard Stern was funny, and he was uh, busting on Bruce Springsteen and like his like you know his rugged sound and you know his that kind of like you know I don't know kind of you could tell a little bit at least in my opinion a little phony kind of like storyline to go along with his music and stuff and again he's got some really good songs and shit like hungry heart um and the one i wanted to mention is 57 channels and nothing on (laughs) which isn't that popular but um it was a single in the early 90s and i liked it and i bought the cassette tape so we're at session 57 so that's what made me think of bruce springsteen um and, you know, I didn't know he sang Hungry Heart. In my head, I thought it was Tom Petty. But then when I did my Googling, it was Bruce Springsteen. So I got to give it up to him, you know. If it's a good song, it's a good song. Uh, so here we are, session 57. Uh, we're going to run through. I'm going to catch you up on what's been going on in my life. I'm going to do some self-care, uh, some self-care tips around grief. And we're going to read some poetry from the Haiku Anthology. And I'm going to share some music later. So this episode is dedicated to my dear friend Megan McTighg, who passed away on July 16th. Um, And in my notes, I just put her name, and I'm just going to talk about her. 
Um, you have to forgive me if I use present tense, past tense. It's still a little bit hard for me to, I don't know, grasp maybe or it's so fresh or whatever. So forgive my my uh, poor grammar. Um, so yeah, let's just get into it. Um, I love my friend Megan. I met her in 1998. Uh, we were in the same like study hall class. I was a sophomore, and this was one of those classes where you actually had to stay, like you couldn't just like leave. Most study halls, when you're in high school, you can peace out, but this one you had to stay. And the teacher we had sucked. Our high school just got the internet, and she spent the entire time on the internet. She wouldn't help you out. She would um, not let you use the computer. Her name was Miss Kadish. Um, and Megan was in that class and I'd like to think Megan probably helped me with more of my homework than that teacher did. Megan is very smart, very smart. Megan was born with cerebral palsy. She was in a wheelchair her whole life. Um, and I don't know the progression, but I know that in my time with her, she really only had control of like her hand and her face and forgive me if I'm off or if that's not 100% accurate but that's what I observed um, but you wouldn't even know it Megan was fearless she was so um, open and she didn't mind sharing her opinion she had large amounts of empathy she felt protective of her friends and family um, she gave you her opinion. She lived a full life, more than most people do, uh, in her 41 years. Um, we, you know, Megan went on cruises, vacations. She went to parties. She went to countless amounts of concerts. She was a huge 311 fan, huge. I have a, a couple friends who love 311, but I have to say she's probably the biggest, which if they're listening, you know, they probably would agree with me. Um, she'd go on the cruises and the 311 days and all their fucking shows and they play around the tri-state area. She went to Vegas, New Orleans, and uh, countless places to see 311. I am not a 311 fan. Um, I don't dislike them. They just never resonated with me. But... Um, I do like some of their songs, um, and their whole posse, you know, vibes and shit and all the, like the beach kind of vibe and that whole thing. Um, and I would tease her a bunch about them, you know, making jokes on how they sucked and everything, but it was all in fun. Um, Megan liked to have a good time. She smoked weed, you know, she enjoyed white Russians and I'm sure other alcohols um, Megan and I went to see the Pixies in 2005 I think it was, two, yeah it was 2005 in Long Island and it was one of the best shows I've ever been to and I would, I would constantly tell her how much I love that show for one I had to drive us there okay and I never drove such a big van, and I never had such, like, precious cargo. And Megan, this is, like, 2005. 
And I'd been to Jones Beach before. That's the like venue area um, in Long Island. But Megan knew it perfectly. She knew how to direct everything. It was like amazing. So I drove us. You don't really go into the city. You kind of like pass through it and you kind of go on the outskirts of it to get to this uh, venue. But I was sort of nervous because, you know, it's a big-ass van. It's kind of rush hour and New York and I got Megan with me. But we fucking made it there. No problem. So we get to the venue. We get there kind of early-ish. Um, ish. And we park kind of far away. Megan is handicapped so we can park up close. But we want to smoke some weed. So we park far away. And I hadn't been smoking for about a month. Which in like pot pothead times is like two years. If you, uh, if you know what I'm talking about. So I hadn't been smoking for a month. And we park. And I wasn't sure how to do it, you know. I really had no clue. Like, I, w- I hadn't smoked with Megan before. This was sort of a new experience. So what I had to do is we were smoking a bowl. I had to smoke it and then keep it lit and then hold it up to her mouth and she would take hits off it. And we got really fucking high. And it was awesome. It was fucking awesome. I remember, like, sitting in the back of her van and joking and just laughing and just getting excited for the show. I remember when we were going to move the van to the handicapped spot. I was so stoned and there was no one around us, but I felt like it was like that scene in Austin Powers where he does like a 50-point turn, you know, because I was so <laughs> so stoned and so nervous that I was going to like, you know, I don't know, drive off a cliff or something. So we park up front, get into the venue, and Interpol, the band Interpol, opened. And they, we, we had missed some of them, but it was totally worth it because I got to spend time with Megan and we got to smoke weed. It was great. So we probably saw like six, seven songs from Interpol. Um, which a little side note, I had seen Interpol before and I missed some of their set. And I probably at that time saw about six or seven songs. So in full, at this time, I've seen Interpol pretty much like once by seeing them twice um, in the middle of their set each time. So anyway, we get there. Interpol was awesome. Pixies come on, and um, we're we're right up front. You know, they in a um, at least in this venue, the they set the handicap uh, right up front, and it was fucking awesome. The Pixies were great. They played, I think, twenty nine, thirty songs, and I was really getting into them at the time, like in the early aughts. So this was like you know right around the time that I was checking them out a lot, and um, it was so great. And we smoked, <laughs> we were smoking during the show. And the the security guards didn't give a fuck. And I remember the basis for the Pixies, like she'd come to our side of stage and it was just smiling at us and it was just so cool. Um, And just one of the best shows from start to finish that I've ever been to my entire life. And the Pixies recently started putting out um, like live shows on their Spotify. And they seem to be going in like chronological order from that year of, of their tour. And they stopped like two weeks before they were going to hit the the New York date that Megan and I went to. And I was so hoping that they would have come out with it because I was going to send it to her and just so excited. Um, so, but they haven't yet. So hopefully they do so I can, I can jam it, you know, jam it with Megan. So um, it was just such a great show. Such a great show. One of the best I've ever been to in my life. 
And then we also saw Nine Inch Nails together in 2013. And that was great that we saw that in New Jersey. That was another great time. Got there early, smoked weed, went inside. Um, and Nine Inch Nails put on a really good like light show, if you want to call it that. Um, and they played a great set. Yeah, another great time. And then I also, the past probably like four or five times I visited New Jersey, I would stay with Megan. She moved to Montvale, and I started to stay with her. Um, close to my mom's house in Westwood, Megan provided me with a lot of uh, freedom. You know, she wasn't like, didn't have a lot of rules. Um, and I felt so, or I feel so, excuse me, so blessed that I got to spend so much time with her. And I would hang. We would hang in the mornings, and I'd go off and do my thing, come back at night, and we'd hang then. Um, and then a couple times I would just hang out with her. We'd hang out all day, smoke weed, listen to music, catch up, talk about life. Um, and uh, most recently, um, my girlfriend and I went in March, and Megan and her boyfriend, uh, Megan and her fiance, rather, um, we all went out to this place, Davy's Locker, which is like an Irish pub in Park Ridge, and it was fucking awesome. Probably one of the best, probably one of the best nights there. And then my prior trip, another one of my best nights was when Megan and I just hung out. We ordered Chinese food and we just hung out. And I think we watched Big Brother, which I don't watch any of those shows, but I was just happy to chill with her. You know, just spending time. I don't have to tell you this, but sometimes the best experiences or moments are just spending time together there's a great quote I think it's Walt Whitman he says something like um, we were together I forget the rest kind of just saying like it just means so much it means so much to be with somebody you know to spend that time you don't have to always go to see the Pixies play in Long Island you can just hang out and it's just just amazing and uh, I really miss Megan. We talked a lot. She would communicate with me through Instagram because I think it was just easier for her as far as because she would have to speak everything. Um, and I w- was going through our messages and she was a sharp wit, Megan. You couldn't get anything past her, ever. She would never concede, ever. And that was one of her endearing qualities. You could have fun with her. She didn't take life too seriously. She loved her friends. She loved music. She loved her fiance. She she cherished life. You know, she was dealt. You know, some may say a, an unfair hand, but she it, it didn't matter. You wouldn't have noticed. In fact, when I describe her, I almost don't even want to mention her handicap. I just want to, you know, because it's it it like never mattered and got in the way and. I can remember I'd be at her house and I would ask her for something or, hey, where's this, where's that? She would be telling me like perfect directions, like do this, do that, go here, go there, uh, uh, take out the drawer, look under here. Like she knew everything. So fucking smart. <sighs> After her services, my dear friend John invited me down with his family to Wildwood. And... I got to go in the ocean and talk to Megan. It was awesome. It was awesome. And I uh, 
I want to honor her by just loving my friends, my family, my girlfriend, my dog, music, you know, God, like, you know, just just loving and enjoying. She was fearless and just, I, uh, she, she loved cats. I've become a dog person over the last, like, 20 years from having dogs. But when I was growing up, we had cats. So, I, you know, I like cats. And when I'd go visit her, I kind of rekindled my, like, love for cats. And I know she misses her cats. That's one thing I know for certain. She misses her cats. Um, and I'm never going to forget my friend Megan sound of her voice, the jokes, the inflection in her voice when we would joke or talk serious or when she would have something to tell me or when I would, you know, tell her some like, you know, town gossip or whatever and we would we would laugh about it. Um, but again, a sharp wit. You could joke about anything with her and it was just great. They were, you know, um, nothing was uh, off limits. So I want to dedicate this episode to her and her life and her spirit. And I hope to continue honoring her in my life and including her. My therapist told me today that I can always talk to her now. Which I know is true. But to hear someone say that and share that means a lot. You know, it's a good reminder, a really good reminder. Um. So I don't think I'm going to start listening to 311 anytime soon But <laughs> When they come around to Albuquerque I will definitely go check them out Even if I go alone I'll be there with Megan So This is for Megan I love my friend And I pray for her family, her friends, and her soul in heaven. Thank you for indulging me and letting me talk about my friend. I think I'm going to wrap the episode up there. I'm going to get to the song and all that other shit, self-care stuff, at another time. This is just to honor my friend Megan. I hope... uh, You've enjoyed my story about her. I hope you got something from it. And I hope you can love your friends the way Megan and I loved each other. And I uh, encourage you to let your friends know that you love them. I'm Zach Sicardi for the True Blue Podcast. Hope everyone has a wonderful weekend. I'll be coming back at you here soon for another episode, back to our regularly scheduled program. And I just wanted to leave you with that. Thank you, everyone. God bless. Say, say, say,
Ha, 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 ha.